0: Hello and welcome to Reptory Screenings, episode 16. I'm your host, Em, and with me are my regular co-host, Jackson. Hello! And Destiny. Yo! We're here to talk about movies! In 2020, Woo! we made it! It's oh, the future.
1: It's the decade of movies!
0: Oh, finally. Decade of movies. The time has come for movies. Hooray, um, it's for um, Hollywood! Hooray. We've, I think everyone's watched a movie.
1: Jackson, what movie have you watched? Uh, I've watched a couple of movies. Which one do I want to, uh, mention here? Well, first of all, I don't want to say too much about it, but, uh, after you talked about it last time, basically immediately after you recorded, I went and watched, um, The Enigma of Casper Hauser. Fantastic movie!
0: Yeah, people should watch that. It's good.
1: Uh, thank you for pointing me onto that. Uh, I saw Star Wars. Don't want to talk about that either. <laughs> you didn't like Star
0: Wars, right? What, the what? You didn't like Star Wars?
1: No, it's bad. It's a bad movie. It sucks, um... Seeing that Star Wars fans are doing the release The Abrams cut thing, very funny uh, This is never going to end The Star Wars are officially going on forever they uh, really Oh, begun now. the Star Wars have Yeah, begun the Star Wars have uh, We watched um, Bumblebee together Which was very funny in that It was like a decent normal movie But also painful enough in like other ways Like, it's soundtrack, which if you didn't know it was the 80s, the soundtrack is here to remind you every three seconds that it's the 80s. And hey, it's the 1980s when this movie is taking place. Um, yeah. And so that was, like, a weird movie of, like, being kind of sad that this is
0: what a good movie looks like now. But I still had a good time. Uh, I had a good time, but I I think I genuinely had a better time with, like two and a half of the Michael Bay Transformers movies. Well, yes, no one is, like, in the Witwicky Foundation doing a
1: fake Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah, no. When, uh, when Merlin shows up and it's just Stanley Tucci in a long wig, uh, you can't beat that. <laughs> what? <You> silly <laughs> the, the Transformers movies are fucking wild. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's how the the fifth Transformers movie starts. It's just Stanley Tucci as a drunk Merlin in the eleven hundreds.
0: Yes, the only reason he has magic is because he borrowed some technology from ancient Transformers.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> they do a
0: knights at a round table, and they're all sitting there with their swords.
1: But then, like a bunch of Transformers stand behind them with their Transformers swords.
2: No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness.
0: That's um, the secret history of
1: Transformers.
0: And then Anthony Hopkins has a Transformer robot butler, and it's good.
1: Yeah, that's called C three PO. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's not. He's way more of an HK forty seven than he's a C three PO.
1: Yeah, but he does have C three PO's design as like a uh, old timey medieval robot. That well, was I, was, I said he, I
0: thought he was more like a like the the clockwork Hellboy Nazi, but like all over not that's true. That, that too. That's Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, those those, those are the movies uh, I've seen, you know, don't have super strong opinions on any of them, really want to go into them, but it's been a good, been watching movies, some good ones, some
0: bad ones, it's fun, I like to watch a movie. Yeah, we've been in uh, anime movie hell because of Great Gundam Project also, which has taken up a lot of time, I'm I'm ready to not watch movies for a weekly podcast (laughs) again. I wish I was in anime music video hell. Destiny, what movies (laughs) have you watched?
2: um since our last podcast i believe the only films i have watched uh i saw little women with you yes on new year's day yeah and honestly before that i don't think i've watched any movies so Do you want to
0: talk about little women then
2: oh it was so good it was it so was good. good it was the greta gerwig little women starring yeah. shorsha what's her name <laughs>
0: I don't know. <laughs> the, the pretty I don't know. girl from
2: that movie Atonement? Is she in Atonement? Nobody knows. Uh, <laughs> the the Lovely Bones girl. That's her, yeah?
0: I haven't seen Lovely Bones either. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I haven't seen it either, but I feel like that's what she was in. But anyway, so Saoirse Ronan, uh, Emma Watson, the-
0: I always think of Hannah when I think of uh, Saoirse Ronan, but also uh, Lady Bird.
2: Oh, right. Lady Bird. She was in Lady she, Bird. She
0: was in Lovely Bones. You are correct.
2: Yay. Um, she
0: was in the Grand Budapest Hotel, which I still have not seen.
2: Laura Dern was in this. Um, I can't remember. The girl from Midsommar. Anyway, they were all little women. and They Bob, were
0: normal sized women.
2: Bob Odenkirk was there. It was very weird. Uh, but... Delightful, Not weird in a bad way, weird in a good way.
0: Yeah, it's I'm just told- Bob, and- Bob and Kirk shows up an hour and a half in that movie with his Civil War mutton chops, and it's a lot.
1: <laughs> I told he walks on screen and says, hey, you are the little women. Yes. yes that-
0: it, it, was, it was already established that he's their father, that their father called them his little women, so it was okay. not a surprise when that happens.
1: <laughs> no, 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 it's his pet name
0: for them. Because...
1: I, I was told that this is a movie where an hour and a half in, Beaumontincock walks in and says it's the Little Women, and I felt my brain just like breaking too. <coughs> yeah, no, it's it's his sweet
2: dear pet name for his daughters. Um, Aww. Yeah, no, this movie's fucking great. I uh, really loved it. It's got Timothy. I don't know how to say his name. Timothy Chalamet.
0: I think you got it.
2: Well, I know he doesn't pronounce it Timothy. like he or prena- he pronounces it like French. I don't know. Anyway, he's cute. Oh, he's so cute. He's so cute. Mm-mm. Y'all Mm-mm. think he's cute? I do not. Y'all are weird.
0: Uh no. My my anti-twink stance is well known.
2: Ooh, he's not a twink. He's just he's a dreamy. Come on. Boy. <laughs> I don't think he's a twink. He's too brunette to be a twink. Uh,
0: that doesn't mean anything. No, that doesn't mean anything.
2: Okay. I don't know. Twink in my mind is something so different. It's like way more muscular.
0: No. What?
2: Okay. No. Maybe no, I that's... don't know what a twink is. Maybe i do <laughs> no, not. No, that's what
0: you are revealing right now,
1: unfortunately. All
2: right. Well, today on Repertory Screenings, which is also my 34th birthday, I learned that I don't Happy know birthday. what a twink is. Happy <laughs>
0: birthday, Destiny. Happy birthday, Destiny. <laughs>
2: Happy birthday, Destiny. Thank we you. We bought you the
1: definition of a twink.
2: Yay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> gift. It's a beautiful gift. I'm going to share it with everyone I love.
0: It's a picture my, of Tiffany <gasps> uh, I would
2: love that. He's so cute.
0: That's my that's my favorite Gilbert O'Sullivan song. I brought you the very definition think of your 34th birthday. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, this movie was like weirdly. It was just like sweet in a way that wasn't overbearing, and I I don't usually encounter that in a sweet, saccharine, semi-romantic movie. I cried about. 15 times for reasons. Our whole
0: theater was crying, I feel like. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The whole theater was crying. Uh, Em included my friend Rhea, who was sitting on the way far end with her mother. They cried a bunch. Uh, little women was good.
0: Yeah. Uh, I obviously saw Little Women. I also saw Death Race 2000. If you're listening to this as this comes out, if you have the Criterion channel, uh, they dr- dumped a bunch of 70s, like, new Hollywood sci-fi movies. Uh, they're one month only, so you gotta get on it. Normally, it's 90 days, but uh, grabbing all these, I assume, costs money. So, it's uh, just an array of stuff that I hadn't seen um, that I want to catch up on, since I only have... the four weeks to do it in, um, but that was the one I started with because it was 80 minutes long, uh, and I had been meaning to see it literally since I was a teenager, and uh, it's pretty good. I was surprised at how, like, mellow it is. I was expecting something a lot schlockier, but honestly, like, the level of violence that everyone's used to anymore is way higher than anything that's going to be in, like, a 70s cartoon racing movie. Um, it's not animated. I say cartoon as a descriptor, not as a formal description descriptor <laughs> words um but uh the one thing I didn't know was that Sylvester Sloan's in it randomly which was very surprising to me I knew I knew that David Carradine was in it and that was fun but then Sylvester Sloan just shows up and that was weird <laughs> <laughs> I think I <laughs> did he, know that about that he, movie he's just he's not like a major character he's just one of the guys because he wasn't famous yet um he's just in the movie and that, that's that's fun um I do recommend it uh I think it's a little long, even at 80 minutes, but that's how I feel about all of the, like, Corman-produced movies. Like, I get it, you're hitting 80, but you could have been 70, and it would have been fine. It would have been a much better movie. Um, every movie should be shorter. But, uh, other than that, it was good. I'll have more to report back next time, I'm sure, because I will, I'm going to try to watch one tonight, and then probably one tomorrow, and get that whole list banged out, so.
1: I long to return to the days of action movies where you watch them and like, eh, too long at 80 minutes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Oh what we want It was had. It was a miracle that Bumblebee was under two hours. So
1: it was like an hour fifty-eight, wasn't it? Like it was Yeah.
0: Yeah, but every other Transformers movie was like three hours long. Yep. The movies um, are too long. Yeah, they're too long. So that's it. Uh, we should probably get into our movie club this week. Uh we watched Love and Basketball, which is a two 2000- thousand American romantic drama film, uh, <laughs> uh, starring uh, Sana Lathan and Omar Epps. It was directed by Gina Prince Blythewood, uh, Noel, um, and written by her as well. Uh, this came out uh, under Forty Acres and a Mule Filmworks, which means produced by uh, Spike Lee, among Great, others.
2: Greatest production logo of all time. Just throwing yeah, that out there. It's it's
0: so much. Um, Jackson, since you're the basketball expert, do you want to tell us what this movie's about?
1: <laughs> it's about basketball.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, what else is it
1: about? <laughs> it's also about love. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, thanks. I thought so. Uh, it is about uh, two young basketball players named Monica and Quincy in the eighties. Um, uh, Monica is a g- girl who is into basketball, and her parents are like, "Why are you into basketball? That's for that's for men." Um, uh, whereas Quincy is the son of a t- uh, successful question mark um nba player player in the nba so successful by that metric but he's like the the best player on the clippers in the 80s <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Clippers. <laughs> i know enough about basketball to know that the clippers are not that good right yes i mean <laughs> when he's like at the start of the movie he's like hey do you want to go out with me and then starts insulting her high responses: it's a fake basketball team the clippers <laughs> it's very funny um so it starts as their children and then they grow up together and they uh have some like denied childhood friend romantic tension as they both go through high school uh trying to become basketball players and get like get into the best college her thing is that she's like too hot headed on the court and can't calm down and argues with the referee um Quincy is in his father's shadow uh they hook up before college uh they both end up going to USC um during the time at U- USC, they like again these tensions continue. Uh, Quincy finds out that his dad has been cheating on his mum and has been like a kind of a shit shit dad, and is going through some stuff about it. But she's not there because uh, she's got a curfew for a basketball team because she's a professional basketball player. Well, uh, not professional, I guess, but a college basketball player with this is going to be her career. And she has to follow the rules, uh, so they break up over that. And then it cuts finally to four years later. Uh, she's playing in Spain. Uh, he injures himself, and um, despite being in the NBA, he has to take like four months off at least. To uh, he, he tears his ACL, so it's like it's like doubtful he'll actually play again. Uh, but he's his life is set. He's an NBA player, uh, and tearing his ACL brings uh, Monica home, and she she sees that he's about to get married to this fiance who has about three scenes. <laughs> Um, and through the power of love and basketball they realise that they should not have broken up in the first place and this is the thing they've always wanted to do and then we cut to four years later and the WNBA is formed and all the problems are gone because women's basketball has come to America <laughs> <laughs> a very funny final scene that makes the movie much worse but I get how you have to like put, and this is all a tribute to the WNBA
0: uh, the also the she's married with a hyphenate and has a child now <laughs>
1: Yes.
2: Oh, she's such a cute child. Jackson, did you see the little thing at the and end? And the, the little baby! Little the little girl in the basketball? Yes, I did. Of course I did. Ah! I know. Babies. Um,
0: babies. Uh, so, which one of you picked this? Was it Destiny? I can't remember. I feel we like both of you Jackson were and like. Jackson I you picked this. it together. Okay.
1: We've picked it together because, well, I mean, I don't know how behind the scenes you want to be, but we've been joking about doing Hoop Dreams since we've had a movie podcast, but not honestly. <laughs> we've just been saying Hoop Dreams. I hear that's great. Uh, <laughs> Why? Why Hoop Dreams? <laughs> I just hear it's so good. I hear it's good. I hear good things about it, you know? good things about Hoop Dreams. And I- every time we do this, it's like, there's no joke that like you're just saying Hoop Dreams. <laughs> Why is this funny? <laughs> uh, anyway, um... This led to us on, on a Skype call one day looking up other basketball movies, and then I would just like offhandly mention Love and Basketball, and you, you said uh, that that is a black people classic. Uh, was your, was your <laughs> A direct classic, quote. if you will, a <laughs> classic. <laughs> uh, and then I saw that it was uh, directed by women, and we like to, you know, we, we want to make sure we get that quota, because, you know, film is so dominated that you have to actively try for that, and we thought, oh, maybe we could do that for the
0: podcast, and then we did. Fair enough. Ah, uh, Desti, you haven't talked much. How do you? How did you find this movie? I loved,
2: I loved it more than I thought it was cheesy, but it is very cheesy in a way that was very eye y mm-hmm. But once I embraced that, it's actually a very sweet, like, touching movie about like just loving something and trying to balance that with your relationships. And I think that it it does a good job of. Um, kind of showing at least like the struggles of just trying to be your own person when your parents are not understanding you. And because they both have like strange relationships with a certain parent, like uh, Quincy's dad is always trying to tell him like the entire time he's a kid, he's like, you can't become an NBA player. It's a really bad life please get your education and Quincy's like not hearing it and then uh Monica she and her mother have always been at odds because she's such a tomboy and her mom is just like Susie Homemaker uh portrayed wonderfully by Alfred Woodard who has a uh Georgian accent nobody else in the film has a Georgian accent but she sure brought hers and it's the fucking cutest thing. But anyway, like I don't know, I just I I I think I liked the basketball parts of the film more than I liked the love parts of the film. Uh but overall, I'm glad we watched it.
0: Uh I think I would go the other way around. Do um. tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just um I like a good like slow burn romance. Uh, I think these two uh, play off each other really well. I like that by the end, like the last segment of the movie is them kind of at odds. And she comes up to Monica comes up to uh, Quincy and is like, I'm in love with you. You should not get married. And he's like, I'm getting married in two weeks. I have my life together you can't just drop this on me. That's a rude thing to do. (laughs) Um, It's so
1: good, that scene.
0: Yeah, and very good. And and she, like, challenges him to play a game of one-on-one basketball. To If she wins, then he has to call off the marriage, and they can hook up. And if he wins, she's going to buy them a nice birthday present and never mention it again. And they have this, like, really intense basketball game where, like, he's clearly mad at her that she has foisted this all onto him, but also in playing her realizes that, like, he likes that, She's the kind of person who can make him angry because his fiancee is uh, Tyra Banks and she's just the nicest like nothing woman because she's always off flying around the country instead of being there. Um, which is no like impugning Tyra Banks. She's great. Uh, but uh, <laughs> She she definitely represents like an idea of a wife more than a wife as a character in this yes. movie. Yes. Um, and so just his like he's super angry at her and then he starts to loosen up and then he wins, uh, and then he's like, you know, let's just uh double or nothing and uh it's good. I like that bit a lot. Um the part where uh after the spring dance in high school is the first time they hook up and a, a terrible song plays, uh that part that part's a lot. And it bad.
2: wasn't like okay. <laughs> That's so okay. Funny. That it might be wasn't... the funniest
1: scene in the movie.
0: <laughs>
2: The song is not terrible. No, the
0: song is not terrible. It's horribly out of
2: place. Yeah, it's the placement of the song and the choice of the song that makes it terrible. Because it's the Maxwell cover of This Woman's Work by Kate Bush, which is a beautiful song. And he does a great job covering it. But (laughs) the song doesn't have anything to do with fucking. (laughs) No. It's like the opposite of fucking. (laughs) And it just it was so overwrought. There's a lot of overwrought love songs
1: in this movie and Yes. Um I also wonder- I, I need I need to clarify that during the scene, while they're having sex and this, this song is playing, uh the she's like Awkwardly covering her boobs the whole time with her hands, and yes. they're trying, they're trying desperately to play it like it's a character thing, but we all know it's not. <laughs> they, got, they got not have tits in the movie. I don't understand why they just didn't have her wear a bra for the scene.
0: Yes, I, it
1: would have been fine. I mean, they they wanted the bit where they like got naked and were like vulnerable with each other, but she still holds <laughs> her <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's real weird. And, and it's not just in like the first shot; it's in the shot at the end where they're actually having <laughs> <laughs> sex. Yeah, it's so funny. really funny. Oh,
2: God. Um, but yeah, so I was gonna say some another thing about the songs in the movie. soundtrack. Oh, so when you were talking about the Transformers film and how it was like every song evokes the eighties, this movie does the same thing, but it is nowhere near as overbearing because the choices are songs that like bring something out of black nostalgia Mm -hmm. yeah and i don't know it just it works better it feels less heavy-handed the worst thing this film does with soundtrack is there's too many scenes where characters look at each other and a song starts playing that explains (laughs) what what they're feeling more than the actual visuals do and that's frustrating but that's just a a movie
1: problem that a lot of movies have (laughs) yeah I think in being one of these like cheesy romantic movies, like to, the dialogue's like mostly very good. Um, the acting's good. Like it's not it's not just resting on here is the music and here are the motions. Uh I you know, I believe the characters, I like them a lot. Uh I like everyone's conflicts for the most part. Um so I was like I was definitely invested in uh you know, in the way it all wrapped up.
0: This uh this soundtrack got ta- uh, got number nine on the top independent albums uh, Billboard chart in two thousand.
1: Uh, it's not it's not a song, but the best uh, period like drop for a thing in the movie is one hundred percent, inarguably, uh, the Spanish dub of the Fresh Prince that is playing. Yes. Just... <laughs> oh no, it's it's Family Matters. Oh, the family, family matters. matters yes. oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I only scrolled past and I was like, is that Fresh Prince? Cuz I have I've never seen Family Matters. Yeah, no, no, it's definitely scene with in the UK.
2: Carl and uh what's her face? Laura maybe. But yeah, no, it it's it's hilarious. It's great. Uh,
0: yeah, Which is way better than uh Bumblebee mentions Alf and then shows Alf <laughs>
1: <laughs> in a different
0: scene to, to underscore this is the 80s. You yeah, know it's
1: the 80s. Yeah, guy um, I could be watching Alf, and then the, the next thing the she thing, goes home. Oh, go ahead. They're, they're watching Alf!
0: Yeah. The thing with this movie is... Uh... Despite it trying very hard to be the 80s, uh, the 2000-ness of it all oh, is powerful. incredible. You get to the spring dance and everyone's wearing 2000s dresses. Uh, the thing Destiny pointed out when we got to the actual basketball scenes is not a single man is wearing a flat top in this entire no movie.
2: <laughs> it's so distracting how they didn't try. Like, the clothing is one thing. Like, I think like they did a lot to try to have a lot of neutral clothing. but The dance yes. scenes give it away because it's like everybody's dressed no one is just 80s in these scenes. And then the hair is the one that offends me the most. Because <laughs> black hair was so distinct in the 80s. And it just made me sad that there weren't any flat tops or jerry curls or just like ridiculous uh, bangs. That, that that was heartbreaking. That was probably the worst part of the movie for me was that you get this period piece, but there's no um, period hair. <laughs>
0: Except for the uh, women's basketball coach who has the most 80s hair possible.
2: But she's, like, the only, like, prominent yes. white character, so yes. it's, not as, also, it's, yes. it's not as delicious. Yes, no.
0: <laughs> it's just very funny that she's the only one who really gets the, like, this is the 80s, look at this hair.
2: <laughs> I also like the scenes where there are obvious uh, real basketball players in the movie, because none of them can act.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> That's always good in any sports movie.
2: Yes, yeah, like the college team that uh Monica is on.
1: Oh, so many bad actresses. I loved it. Uh one of the best moments of the movie is when she gets called into that uh the coach's um office who's going to be like, you know, I mean to you because I care about you. And you're, you're starting now. You're starting now. It's, it's a sports movie. But so it's after the game, uh she wins the game by taking a charge. Uh which uh, <laughs> as the basketball not knows, I heard, was that clear was it clear what she was doing with the charge stuff? Did they explain that well enough?
0: Wait, wait, sorry. I have no idea.
1: The bit with the offensive charge. Yes. Yeah. Because okay. uh, that that is a basketball thing that people get confused about a lot. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh so she comes in and and she's like overcome her journey in the movie and that was like a scene earlier and it's all kind of triumphant uh well it's fraught because you know quincy's going through his own stuff but anyway in the changing rooms uh and then the the coach comes in and goes monica in here and then everyone goes oh and then there's like a pause and someone goes she pregnant
2: it was because the uh girl that they claimed was supposed to take her place uh that she was sloppy seconds to uh, didn't join because she got pregnant, but and so they were like making a joke about that. <laughs> you
1: know, I, I know, but it was just the most like. This is exactly what every single school sports team is like. From apparently, like from the ones I had as a child playing football to college basketball in this movie, it's all the same. It's all this, all the time. <laughs> that's really good. That's
2: really wonderful. Um, I was wondering, since you're the only person on this podcast that's British, if this happens in the uk where an adult says something to somebody younger and the whole room goes ooh. yeah
1: all the time it's, it's oh. like every uh, every class has someone uh, whenever the teacher gets mad at someone the entire class is gonna go oh no 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 i mean specifically that exact ooh but
2: oh
0: ooh. yeah
1: that one the, maybe, maybe less co- i mean i don't that's think that's i've ever heard the ooh in
0: real life i don't think that's yeah. where, really? i yeah. I think
1: that that's like a movie expression of something that is real. I I have heard the ooh a couple times in school, uh, in real life, but it it um it's more a general thing that expresses itself in a bunch of ways. It just it seems uh, like such a like black
2: American thing to me, so I just had to ask.
1: That <laughs> happens in the UK as
2: well
0: um also in adventures in this movie was made in 2000 there's a bit where they show a bunch of espn people talking about uh the thing uh dick Vitale and robin what's her last name destiny
2: oh i can't remember off the top of my head basketball robin
1: basketball
0: robin basketball um but it's ex- like it's meant to look like the 80s but they're extremely filming it with just the television cameras that they have in the <laughs> studios so yes. there are 2000s era dv cameras with some like analog tv uh like effects over them and it's extremely funny her name's robin roberts there we go thank you um i knew about dick Vital, but not being a sports person i did not know about robin uh roberts and you were like oh it's robin
1: i did not know about dick vitale no
0: i did i know about robin because
2: she's still on tv robin out here
0: i'm pretty sure dick vitale is also still on tv but i get it
2: i don't watch sports i know i watch uh morning uh news magazine shows (laughs) yes (laughs) she's a morning presenter now
0: yeah um but that stuff's great. I, I, the thing that Jackson uh, mentioned to me was uh, when they were watching this was about this movie's got a very weird perception of class, which I feel like is yes. worth talking about.
1: Yes, um, yes. So it's like so it's about class in uh, a lot of ways, but has a very very two thousands. Well, I guess nineties are like you know two thousands is still the nineties, arguably. Yes, history is not 9-11 eleven hadn't yet. happened yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's like perception of class is all like. About the way it manifests in your relations between other people, and never any mati- like she's like oh uh, you everyone says oh you could you need to drop out of doing basketball and get a real job, but there's no concern like she'll be able to get a good job right like there's no there's never any concern that like the choices between basketball or boring job in an office or in a bookshop. Someone says like she's working in a bookshop now <laughs> uh, in a late late scene. Um, and so it always expresses itself through like the like, what it means to be in a certain place and how that relates to people. Very little like actual uh, material. Like no, I have to become a sports person so I can you know afford to eat for the rest of my life and you know, uh, and it just that it feels very dated. Not in like a bad
0: way. It's just I feel like
1: that would be framed very differently now.
0: The thing, the, the thing I had with that when I was thinking about this movie is I think that that stuff exists in this movie, but I think it's expressed to the parents. I think this is a very 90s thing, like just in, in a culture also, where, um, Quincy's dad is a basketball player who's done playing basketball and is like, he's always stepping out to like work on a business deal or whatever, right? Like he's trying yes. to secure their future by like opening a restaurant or whatever, a bit like, you know, the uh, player for the Clippers does when they're done playing basketball. <laughs> um, Clippers. It's, it's non-specific, but they live in like a nice, it's it's a really nice house on the inside. It looks like a mansion, but it's also just on a street. So like, it's like they, they had their money. They bought a house with the basketball money. So they'd have a house when they weren't, when he wasn't playing basketball anymore. They have a pool, right? It's a nice house. Um, But then, like, right next door is the house that Monica's family moves into, and her dad works at a bank. It turns out later that he's in charge of a bank, which is a very different thing, but who knows if he was in charge of the bank in 81? Probably not. Um, And her mom is a homemaker uh, who's like, maybe I'll start my own business. But that's just like a house. It's portrayed as, like, just a suburban house in the 80s. Uh, There's nothing special about it.
1: I thought it was a pretty big house. I was like, that's
0: not, it's, it's not. It's not that much bigger than the house I grew up in as a kid. Um, okay,
1: because I understand there was meant to be a difference between those two houses, but I still read them both as like, here are the two houses in the rich neighborhood. I mean, they
2: no. live next door to each other. I didn't believe that they would live next door to each other if he was that, Yeah,
0: Yeah, I, I feel like there's a physical difference in this depiction, despite the fact that they're literally 10 feet apart. That part is like just goofy, but there is a bit where... Uh, when monica's family is visited by quincy's mom or whatever she's like oh finally we have some black folks who don't live down the street right like they lived in a place where they were the one black family on this part of in this part of town in this street right in the yeah. neighborhood yeah. and now the, the other people can become upperly mobile enough to live next to them uh, like it's a thing that is pointed out explicitly And so much of the parents' lives are about making sure their kids have better lives than they did, uh, whatever that might mean. Um, Like, the mom wants to run a business. She's like, I get to be a homemaker. I wanted that for myself. It was better than running my own business, even if we would have been richer doing that or whatever. Um, And I, I think so much of the movie's arc of the characters, like, especially Monica relating to her parents, is realizing that, like, her parents raised her believing that it would be better if she didn't know class. And I think that's true of Quincy as well. And I feel like that's a very like specific of its era way that kids were raised.
2: Yeah, that makes especially sense. Especially
0: with, especially with parents that are like, like her parents are like relatively new money, right? Like they probably grew up with less, uh, the way that they're depicted. Like you mentioned Alfred Woodard's like Georgian accent here. Like there's definitely the implication, like the these people are new money who moved in this neighborhood and now they've got something. And they make sure their daughter doesn't know that the life they came from, right? I think that plays out through the way that she relates to Quincy, who is just used to all this. Like his mom is drinking by the pool. He does not think about the fact that they have a pool.
2: Yeah, no it you're not absolutely not
1: to him. spot on about that. Yeah. Yeah, no I I agree with this. Um I, I think I I guess my point was more that like, you know, uh when when it comes up with um uh Quincy's dad and everything, it's it's always about like the, the when they they present the like choices that the characters are making, right? It's always like you could just if you yes. you need you could settle down with us and we will be fine and Yes. Uh, No, no,
0: I I agree with your points. I just think the movie also has more going on, like, in other characters.
1: Uh, For sure, for sure.
0: Um... It also, it also, like... As much as, like, Monica never learns that stuff until she's an adult, she does know that she has to go in for curfew. She can't stay out here and babysit Quincy's uh, moping ass when he's worried about his dad, right? Quincy's such
1: a dumbass in college. He's a baby. He's a fucking baby child.
0: Yes, I mean, boys in college, right?
2: Oh, (laughs) spawn. I understand him being, like, upset about his dad, but, like, the way he decides to take that out on her by, like, Going on a date with another girl and, like, purposely mistreating that girl by taking her to, like, fucking... Was it Burger King or McDonald's or some shit like that? Yeah.
1: I think... I don't know if this is like worse right like because you know i'm not here to draw moral lines about a fictional character but at least for me i am more mad at him because he's not even cheating on her he's just doing this to fuck with her yeah, so yes. it's like like it's not like he's like oh this this i'm just not doing it i'll hook up with someone else and you know we'll see what nope. happens blah, blah blah it's not like an impulsive impulsive bad decision it is a planned manipulation that is not technically crossing the line which makes it so much more mean to me um yeah. And she rightfully is like, what are you doing? And then he breaks up with her. It's the worst part. Yeah.
2: And it's like, you're the one being the asshole. She's actually being a saint right now. She said, I've got a
1: coffee, but call me when you come home. She said like the exact right thing you're meant to say. (laughs) Well, she was literally
0: like, you want to come back to my uh, dorm room? I have, you know, I got to go back. And he's like, no, I don't want people to see me when I'm sad because I'm famous
1: and then she's like okay call me when you get in I've got to go back and it will be fine Uh, and he's like that's it our relationship is over now yeah he's a real big baby (laughs) big baby yeah um also, when she's in high school, uh, she goes with a college-age guy to the dance. <laughs> yes, she's I'm continuing you this. this movie's, like, execution of college guys. <laughs> yes, he's cause the the thing, is the thing is
0: that her sister sets her up, her older sister, and she's like, oh, it's a college guy. And she's like, oh, a college guy. He's going to be so mature. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not. He's, like, this creepiest baby man in the world. Yeah,
1: he's <laughs> He's awful. just... He's just like, Hey, what's the Bioboy game to get you to fuck me? Like what do I do I, do you need a drink? What do we need here? What are we doing? And she's <laughs> yes. like, I don't know what's happening. I'm trying to think about basketball in this movie. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, he's uh he sucks. It's
1: good. Uh I was ver I was worried that that, that was like gonna go to like an actual like you know, the sexual assault plot line, he was going to be a shit and all that stuff. But, like, no, it just leaves that surface level of, like, he's a shit, she leaves later, and it's like, God, what a creep. Can't this guy still just know? looks he's
0: like this, by the way. Oh,
1: that actor? Can I have yes. a recent screenshot, a recent photo?
0: I guess these are from 2010 or whatever, but recent let me the... put
1: this. Oh, no, that's yeah. halfway. That's the halfway point.
0: Yeah, it's halfway point. Here you go.
1: <laughs> I hate it.
0: Um, he's an Austrian actor I named Boris Kojoe. He's still working on a bunch of stuff.
2: I huh, would not take him as an Austrian. Did not. Uh, he's
0: an in Re- he's in the Resident Evil movies.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, he looks good. Black on crack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the actual the most distracting casting here in terms of like actors that I recognize uh, was uh, Harry Lennox as. Uh, as monica's dad because i think of him as the guy who sucks in the matrix movies the matrix sequels <laughs> and he's just playing like this very like d- suburban like dad just like working at this bank being nice to his daughter and i'm used to him just being the shitty general of zion <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what you know, else has he, he been he... in because it was driving me nuts
0: dollhouse oh he's uh he was on dollhouse um, thank you
2: that's what i knew him from
0: yes he's on the blacklist
2: okay yeah cuz I was like I know him but I cannot picture him. Yep. Yeah apparently
0: he's in uh, Justice League and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Oh, according apparently his Justice League role is only in the Snyder cut. So release that maybe.
1: Well, he's I remember him in Man of Steel, but I don't remember Okay, him yes, yet. he's
0: just he's just the uh general in that those movies.
1: Cuz he's standing around with Toby Ziegler and Man of Steel getting mad at Superman. It's my memory of Man of Steel. What a bad movie. Mhm. <laughs>
0: anyway, Man of Steel is a bad movie. Yes.
1: Um, I was similarly distracted uh, by Dennis Haysbert, who is also like TV hardman actor, was like, yes. in in the unit and stuff, which I watched.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, I just think uh, of uh, even movie- though even oh go, on, go on. ahead. Oh, I was gonna say he's in insurance commercials here. And like his uh, voice yes. is very distinct, and he played the president on Twenty Four. Yes, despite so yes. like, right having never
0: role. watched Twenty Four, I think of him as the guy from Twenty Four. Yes,
2: <laughs>
1: everyone does.
2: So I really had a hard time <laughs> with him <laughs> as the dad in this. He was he did a great job. He was phenomenal, but
0: I mean, I had the same problem with Omar Epps, who I think of as the doctor from House because he's in House forever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is so funny because he's on ER for like a minute and I always yes. think of him as that.
0: He's he's in eight seasons of house.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um the the Dead Taste thing's very funny because he doesn't have the, like, goatee, usually. Yes. So it just looked like he'd put the goatee, like, this is it, this is my period, this is my costumes, the goatee, here's my character. Oh, speaking of
2: hair, he's the only character that has <laughs> yes. 80s hair in he the, really like, in, in the 81 scenes?
0: he has a ridiculous Afro wig on that he gets rid of in 88. It's
2: <laughs> Which- very <laughs> distracting how bad the wig is. It's funny as fuck.
1: It's so funny, and then he's immediately like the horniest human who's ever lived uh, in front of Abs. Uh, oh, he's being just like, "I hate this. I want to go <laughs> away now." As he's just like licking like the cream of some cake off his wife's finger. Uh, oh and being right. Like, this is this is this is how this, this is what you do. You got to get your wife. You got to get your wife right, <laughs> kid. And <laughs> Quincy's
2: just like, oh, "I don't like this." And yet, when he hears his parents fucking, he's like, "Ah, they love each other so much." Mm. <laughs> love oh, to hear it. You love to hear it. <laughs>
1: that's what, that's what makes him leave and go talk to go sleep in um uh, Monica's room. He's like, ah, my parents are fucking again. because I'm sleeping. No, bedroom? that was that was when no. they were fighting. Yeah, when they were fucking, oh, he was super right, happy. Yes. God, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, he was yeah. like, ah, oh, this is what it's like. This is the life. This is love. <laughs> I would not be like that
2: (laughs) (laughs) as a child who remembers hearing her parents. I was always very like not necessarily upset, but just just like you guys. Come on. Come on. Children. Literally. (laughs) Just just stop. Like I can hear you. I'm young.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um, what else do you want to, what other bits want to have? The,
2: uh, dance scenes. Every time there was a party zine, I just thought of House Party, and that made me happy. House <laughs> Party enough. is a franchise of late 80s, uh, high school movies about boys who throw a house party, <laughs> and there's a lot of great scenes of dances.
1: It's what it says on the 10. <laughs> uh... I, I really like the final section with the flash forward. Um I like the little stuff with them then because for as much as uh Quincy is the world's like biggest baby during the um college situation, uh mm-hmm. I think it does a really good job of them meaning up again and being like, Wow, we were idiots in college. Yeah, <laughs> we, he yes. just grows up a lot. It's super good. And like after a lot of this movie being very not, like, tropian in a bad way, but, you know, it's going through the romantic drama motions. as The American romantic drama motions, uh, as the, the, this Wikipedia page would say. Um, <laughs> uh, they It definitely, like, does all that, and then flashes forward, and then they just, like, get into a room and talk like normal people. And it's, like, revelatory, as they just have a conversation about things. Uh, and that turns out to be the actual, like, solution. Um, because, yeah, like... The scene, the scene at the end, we mentioned this earlier, but where she's like, and here is my proclamation of true love. Uh, and he's like, I'm getting married to each What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I'm fond of that.
0: Uh, well, she's a per- she's a pretty big mess in Spain, just kind of like going through the motions, being a star, signing autographs. Uh, but but like yeah, just sitting there alone in her sad apartment, wondering what what life is going to be for her.
1: She can't she can't handle it like that. the other girl can, uh, who is like made for this. Yeah, she loves it. <laughs> uh, one of the best lines in the movie is when she she looks at it and goes, those Italian boys love them some black women. <laughs>
0: she's out here living her life.
1: She's
2: out yeah, here she, living her life. Those Italians, well, they love the black women. <laughs> She's oh, right. getting a lot of, uh, a lot of play.
1: Yep. Bless her. Uh, the movie's uh, really funny. Like, the dialogue's, like, yes. really good and sharp, and it's, like, you know, we complain a lot about how all new movies, everyone has to, like, banter in the same way, apparently regardless of genre, if it's, like, a big enough movie. hmm Uh, so it was nice to remember, like, oh, jokes that aren't, like, people being snarky each other. It's good. It's funny.
2: Yeah, it's very warm humor. It's very, like, naturalistic humor. Like, uh, one of my favorite lines (laughs) is uh, there's a scene right after um, uh, Monica comes back from Spain to visit her parents. And she's trying to decide if she's staying or not. And she's really upset about... just... I, I can't remember exactly what she's upset about. Is she upset because... Is this when they...
1: She's upset because Quincy's married she, like, came back and was like, I'm gonna go talk to Quincy and he's got a life now. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so she <laughs> yells at her mom. She
2: says something like... Okay, this is totally the line I have screenshot (laughs) of. Oh, good. Yeah, she, like, screams something at her, and she says the word shit or fuck or something. No, she says
0: fuck. She says fuck.
2: Yeah. And her, (laughs) Alfre Woodard without missing a beat, puts on the best, like, sassy black mom face and says, oh, they cussed nothing, mom is now in (laughs) Spain!
1: I have a screenshot of that. I can send it to you for, like, for for use any time. It's
2: such a good image. It's so beautiful. Because she's an adult. Like, it's okay for her to express her true emotions in front of her mom, but mom is not having the cussing and and the- <laughs> Thank you, Jackson. Oh, no. Are they cursing their mamas in Spain? Oh, so good. She's so good in this. <laughs>
1: yep.
2: <laughs> favorite line. Favorite, favorite I'm, line. I'm glad to
1: do because I also know that line has been incredibly good because uh, uh, I would have just fucking kills it in this film. Mm-hmm. Stand out. Like the way the way that the those their relationship is like like they don't get very many scenes, but it's like definitely one of the most important relationships in the film. Uh like there's a like a th- thirty second scene that's the like, their only scene in the in like the middle hour of the movie. But mm-hmm. it's like super precise and important. As she comes home and is just been broken up with and then uh, her mom looks at her feet looking sad and goes, Just a game. You're sad about the basketball. I'm leaving now. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, damn. Parents be like that, huh? But,
2: like, when they actually have the heart-to-heart, it's so satisfying. I know. Uh It is one of the best, like, heart-to-hearts. Like, they really explain their cases and she explains like you know i wasn't just a homemaker i was able to be there for you in these very beautiful moments um including the one where i give you my mother's pearls and you know i get to tell you you're beautiful for like the first time in our relationship and we bonded over this thing and because i didn't have to work i got to be that and i know that like to you it came across as subservient and sad but like I got to be there for you. And then she gets to say, Mom, you weren't at my games. This was the most important thing in the world to me. And like any other movie, it would have been the most empty, hollow scene. But for some reason, just the way this is like, it's the combination of like script and actors. And
1: oh, it's so nice. It's so satisfying. I think it's because it doesn't really, like, resolve, right? It's not like this fixes... I mean, like, their relationship gets better, right? But the, the the issues are still the issues. They're still the people they are. Exactly. And, like, they don't have to change
2: for each other.
1: Um, and it beca- Like, it's a good resolution because the movie starts and it's like, did you know that women can play basketball as well? And it doesn't mean they're lesbians. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in, in, like, a very 2000s, uh, <laughs> like, view of what it means to take on gender... Uh, and so ending up in a place where it's about like navigating, like a more generational divide about what it means to like grow as a person and to make the like choices and sacrifices you want to make uh, was very good and very satisfying, I think. Especially as the way it actually culminates uh, isn't in that scene; it's in like her looking through the window and she's like go go do it go ruin go ruin his life (laughs) because she's like i will i will not tell you to go just talk you know i won't tell you to go and just have sex with him and ruin his life and then when she's like watching her try to like confess uh, her love to him she's watching through the window like do it do it girl we can all (laughs) confess our love and ruin his life together it's amazing it's beautiful
2: (laughs) true mother-daughter bonding
1: (laughs) i know (laughs)
0: Uh, all right. I don't think I have anything else if we want to move know. on to emails.
1: Did I, get I really we
0: get any? Yeah, we on. got some. Uh, I was going to ask if any, if uh, Destiny maybe had seen other Gina prince Bythewood movies. I don't think so.
2: What else has she done?
0: She did a movie called uh, Secret Life of Bees, um, mm-hmm. Beyond the Lights from 2014. She wrote a Before I Fall, which is a... Uh, movie from 2017. She wrote a movie called Napoli Ever After that's on Netflix that stars uh, Sanat Lathan. also, so that's cool. Um, She's currently working on a movie called The Old Guard for Netflix, which seems to be a time-traveling action movie starring Charlize, uh, Charlize Theron and um, Chiwetel Ejiofor. And then she's also stuck in Development Hell as the producer of the Silver Sable and Black Cat movies for Sony. Oh, yeah.
1: Which were originally one movie. But which were two. originally one
0: movie, and now they're two. Uh, and she's and working on both. Yeah, who can say? <laughs> Uh, but she's been working on those for a while now so
2: yeah the uh honestly i've only heard of a couple of them and i remember the trailer for beyond the lights and i remember thinking oh this movie looks really good for this kind of movie because it's like a it's another romance about a like i think it's like a really famous woman who like meets this guy and they try to make it work i don't actually know but it looked pretty good like it looked more mature than your average romantic film Mm-hmm. I'm really hard hope... on romances. I'm very, very like cynical and bad. It was. Just... I uh, <laughs> I
0: hope she continues to make them and doesn't get sucked into superhero hell like everyone else does. I agree, because uh, uh, that's a this bad may... fate for everyone.
1: This movie had a budget of twenty million. Yeah,
0: two yeah. thousand were different. That's how they. Have, that's how they afford ESPN.
1: Yeah, because because like and that um before the lights is seven uh. Before no, beyond the lights uh, is seven million budget. Yes, uh, because yeah, min- no, in the two thousands, min- min- you can just spend
0: twenty dollars, twenty million dollars on whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, that was probably the uh, soundtrack. <laughs> okay. Honestly, probably yeah. Getting all those songs.
2: Uh, I saw that it was made with the assistance of the Sundance Institute. So mm-hmm. yeah, and then the Spike Lee production. So yeah, I don't know. Budgets are weird. Oh, and then they had to go to Spain. You know, <laughs> did have to go
0: to Spain. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we have some emails. If you want to send in emails, you can send them to podcast at abnormalmapping.com about movies we're watching. Any movie, really. We'll talk about whatever you want. Um. We have one from Alex. Um. That was uh kind of. What do I want here? I'm going to say up front, don't agree with the premise of this email. So I don't want to dunk on Alex for writing in. I appreciate it. Um, But they were talking about uh, not liking this uh, movie as like, or their perception of the movie was like, it was about gender and heteronormativity and how the movie was moving past that or whatever. And I feel like that is not the case. That's not what I, I think the movie's all right with gender and heteronormativity. They just get married at the end. They have a kid. It's fine.
2: What the, do you v- could just read the email because I'm trying to understand?
0: Okay, uh, let's see. I have to say, this movie is very good, and I don't think I'll ever watch it again. This movie was just very, uh, capital V. And I will very I will own myself here by saying that the most of this movie activated the same avoidant response that the opening 10 minutes of Zootopia did, except this time the gender the villain is gender and heteronormativity. Watching it destroy pretty much everyone throughout the movie was the worst. Uh, that said, I love that Monica's absolutely by her chemistry, with Sidro was just chef kiss, and they should have ended up together. Which I don't agree with that either. They, um, they're just rivals. Sometimes people yeah. can just be rivals. Don't let anime warp your brain. Rivals do not necessarily mean you're in love with someone.
2: <laughs> I didn't get that at all. She's clearly in love with Quincy. Um, I don't think heteronormativity ruins lives as much as just class. Because like, uh, what happens with... Uh, is Quincy's dad just named Quincy?
0: Quincy's dad hasn't. His dad is named... <laughs> Uh, zeke yeah
2: oh zeke call. okay i could not remember his name okay so zeke his da- well at least in his words his downfall is not that he can't say no to the girls it's that the life brought the girls and the girls would not stop coming and then it became just part of the life
0: Yes. He tries he he tries to pass it off as like it's a manhood thing and even he like at the end admits that's not the case. Well,
2: that's he doesn't not what the problem was. even outright he, he's
0: always like a man can't say can't and all this like, oh, you no. know, you got to be a big man stuff and then he's like no, it's just like the life was hard. <laughs> like this is what happens but I mean, and I like, made the wrong choices.
2: Like the manhood stuff has nothing to do with the women stuff. Like the cheating on the mom, that's all well, if I, mean, I weren't he, in the NBA, I wouldn't have done this. It's but kind Quincy of thinks
0: it is, and he originally passes it off as, like, manhood stuff.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. But, like, I guess yeah. what I'm saying is I don't think that the movie – if you watched it and saw the villain being heteronormativity, that's fine, but I don't think the movie is intentionally doing that. I think the movie is trying to show that just, like, parrots are human and they make mistakes. Uh And his excuses, they're not good excuses at all, by the way. Like, there's tons of NBA players who don't cheat on their wives and lie to their
0: sons.
1: The part where he sits down and just says, you know, sometimes things happen is the most fucking shitty dad thing I've ever seen. It's exactly what my dad said when we were like, hey, why are you kicking us out of our house? (laughs) Yeah, he's
2: he's not a good dad at all. And, And, like, trying to make it like, well, I'm just teaching you how to be tough is, like, so silly. But... Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I agree with the premise of this email either, but I uh, I do like that read on it. I'm glad that you got that out of it. I think it's interesting and unique, and uh, I think it's fun to like. I I would love to rewatch it with that lens on. I think that would be interesting because I I wasn't getting that at all. I was sad that there weren't any lesbians in the film. Just mentions of lesbians, I felt like that was unrealistic. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's only the one time where she says she tells her mom, "I'm a lesbian." That's what you think, right? Because I play basketball.
2: Yeah, we needed actual lesbians to bring the realism of the women's basketball experience. Oh wait, you know Robin Roberts was a cameo, and it was before she came out of the closet. But I'm gonna count that.
0: Yeah, we can count that.
1: <laughs> her older sister should have been a lesbian. That's what I would have done. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So
0: she set her up with like the world's worst man.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't think he need to change the movie at all.
0: Uh, Alfred Woodard being weirdly like negative towards that baby. Like it was cold. Like, all right, I'm leaving. I'm taking my baby and walking out of this room. <laughs> <It's very> funny. <laughs> um, We have an email from Tron. Uh, Do you have any particular soundtrack pulls you like from this movie?
2: I
1: want to see... Oh, go on. Nothing sticking out. I was like, oh, I really remember that. I like the soundtrack, but I don't like... I'm not sitting here like, oh, when that that one dropped, it was great. It wasn't like that kind of memorable. It was just good.
2: I enjoyed okay. the It Takes Two
1: Yes.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> dancing at the,
1: um, yeah.
0: the college party. It's, it's extremely on the nose for the scene it's in, but also it's like appropriate for the college party that they're in, so and it's fine.
2: Everyone around them is having the time of their lives. And then the yes. high school dance made me laugh because... The DJ is, like, way too showy for a high school dance. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, hey, ho. And I'm like, dude, you are not
1: doing a concert. This is a high school dance. And I enjoyed all of that. Uh, Uh, Go ahead. Oh, I, I just wanted to say that actually, my, my central reaction is that the, the score of this movie is fucking going for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a very like 2000 or 90s thing. It's just the big, like the, the fact that this movie has like big string sections in the score stuff in the basketball games. Uh, yes. Yeah.
0: Um, Apparently this is the same uh, composer who did Black Klansman, which I think we're probably going to watch at some point soon here. Yo, Black Clansman um, rules. Because uh, people in the Discord were asking us for, like, I was like, what, what kind of movies do people want to see? And a lot of people were like, do more, like, modern contemporary movies. And Black Clans, people were shouting out Spike Lee, and Black Clansman is one I have not seen that we should watch, I think.
1: I so. Yeah, I would recommend it.
0: Anyway, he won an Oscar for Black Clansman. That's why I brought it up.
1: Oh, okay. cool. I know um, that.
0: Anyway, um, who's your favorite character in this movie? Monica.
2: Monica's mom.
0: Uh, I would also go Monica's mom. <laughs> So I liked too.
2: monica's sister too and I liked Quincy's mom a lot Mm-hmm.
0: uh let's see uh was the funniest scene or moment for you all in this movie it's definitely offrewarded to say yep
1: <No. laughs> the instantly had the screen cut that glad that we all we all do oh, it- so
2: good it was just perfect it- and it's it's what my mom would have said. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my grandma would have said. Like, none of it was out of place or under. Like, it's funny, but it's also very realistic. Uh,
0: The other thing I, I think is, like, funny on, like, a meta level is when they first hook up in high school, they make a great show of him pulling out a condom. One, because it's not that kind of movie. And two, because it's late 80s and absolutely everyone's wearing condoms at that point.
1: Also, he pulls it out of nowhere. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he, 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 just, has it, he <laughs> just has it lying next to his bed so he can grab it at a moment's notice it's, it's not his bed it's her bed oh god right oh really. Right. He, he reaches down and
1: then just gets a condom out like she wouldn't have that she doesn't have that was it her bed i guess i yes. just assumed it was his room but you're right no they go back into hers because she brings him out huh okay
0: um, do you all like basketball? Also, Jackson, how large is the basketball fandom in the UK? Uh, well,
1: uh, I'm about six foot, so that's how big it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I like basketball. Nobody, nobody cares about basketball in the UK. It's tiny. Like, there's a couple teams. There is technically a league, but you know, no, there's no. It's like you know, it's not like there, there's a Spanish league and this thing. There's not even on that level. In fact, one time, uh, I played for Guildford as a in the Guildford youth team. Uh, when i was in school and we were very bad we were shit we were just atrocious it was like me and one other person who were okay everyone else was really bad anyway very nostalgic about our terrible basketball team uh one time the guild basketball team had the the adult one the, like the main one had a uh friendly game against the famous spanish basketball team it was like trying to rejuvenate the sport of basketball in the uk and we had to also play like a, a like a mid game in the in the halftime with their youth team as well. uh We both got fucking demolished. Like on a level that <laughs> has never been seen before in the history of Guildford Heat. Because also we're called Guildford Heat because we couldn't even come up with our own names. um Incredible stuff. Just destroyed by the Spanish basketball youth, youth team.
0: Uh, the extent of my enjoyment of basketball is when I was a youth, I saw Space Jam about 30 times, and that's it.
2: <laughs> that <laughs> also might be mine.
0: <laughs> I, I just
2: don't have basketball uh, feelings at all.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you like the logo for Spike Lee's production company? It rules, it's the best. It's
2: so good. It's, so good. it's hilarious by any means necessary. Show notes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh it's it's good Beautiful. Uh, like it's a lot it's
2: everything i want it to be, need it to be
0: um so that's it for emails again podcast at abnormalmapping.com in two weeks we'll be back no more of this three-week bullshit uh and we are watching the right stuff jackson you picked this movie uh yeah i watched it years
1: ago and really liked it and i don't know how i'll hold up on a rewatch so i was curious. i've never this seen could've, it
0: could end up going really badly um, you can rent this on services. It is not streaming anywhere in the U.S. I mean, it's it's streaming, but for money.
1: Same. It's on Amazon, so. Chili, Google Play. Well, apparently, not on iTunes anymore. Even though that was where I watched it originally. That's how long ago I watched it. Was when I was renting It's, it's on, on iTunes, iTunes over
0: here. So I don't know what your country's problem is.
1: And many things. It's three hours and thirty minutes long. Sorry. Yeah,
0: that's the part I'm like, shit. Me and Destiny are just carving out next Sunday to watch this movie. I think so. <laughs> um, because three hours and thirty minutes, Jackson, you're a criminal.
1: Yeah, I forgot about that when I suggested it.
2: It's okay. So. I am trying to not be bristly about length because I want to enjoy art. Good. I'm gonna read a long book too. I'm probably gonna read Little Women now.
0: I I started uh, Anna Karenina the other day, and that is an 800 page fucking book, which I is gonna see. take me a month. So I'm
2: glad you bought it because I've been meaning to read it.
0: Okay. Good. Cool. Good. It Yay. is good. It is good. You're correct. Everything's good. Um. So yeah, that's what we're doing. If you uh, you know want to suggest ideas for movies we're not like gonna say yes but i'll put th- i'll put them into consideration especially if they're movies like from women because we're trying you know we try to do 50 50 here i think we've been successful so far i think we can go quite a bit longer and still be successful so uh don't intend to stop but always looking because anytime you google movies by women you get the same three french directors and uh zero dark 30 lady can't remember her name, Catherine bigelow we're not watching Catherine any
2: bigelow of ida lupino Yes. Um, and then a million French ladies.
0: We watched the one Catherine Bigelow movie we're going to watch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this this is true. <laughs> oh, you don't you don't you don't want to watch the Zero Duck 30? You don't want to talk no. about bin Laden?
0: No. I watched Hurt Locker I liked Hurt Locker, but I'm not, I i do not intend to revisit it. I bet it, it has aged kinda of poorly.
1: Yeah, I
2: bet it's it a, has movie a movie about
0: Jeremy Renner.
2: <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> I really like uh it when I saw
0: it but yeah yeah no thank you I uh, I saw it uh, through a Netflix disc plan because kids once upon a time you get discs through the mail through Netflix um and I got it and watched it with my friend the night uh it won the Oscar we watched it right that is before the Oscars
2: so funny I also did that I did the exact same thing we watched it on the same night but we had not yet met
0: nope um anyway uh plugs destiny where can people find you online
2: at fridge Buzz now pretty much everywhere.
0: Yeah. Um, Jackson, plugs.
1: You can find me at Off on twitter.com. You can find the other podcasts that me and Em do at com. There's a whole bunch there, uh, including uh, Mapping is a game club. That's the the main flagship podcast, and uh, we're going to have some good episodes this year. You should listen to that if you're not.
0: Sounds fake, but sure. <laughs>
1: Alright, well, I guess I'd... W- fuck off, then. What do you want from
0: me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can feed me on Twitter, em underscore being. You can support this network at patreon.com slash normal mapping. Uh, for $1, you get me and Jackson watching Gundam on The Woo! Great Gundam Project every week. Uh, $5 gets you writing. $10 gets you goof zone, which is a uh, no, very no, silly podcast. Nope, oh. <laughs> <It's> my life. <laughs> VoIP Life. The last <laughs> one was called Goof Zone. Goof Zone doesn't exist anymore. Um, gets a, gets you VoIP Life, which is a Goof Zone, but not the Goof Zone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Goof Zone, she did.
0: Um, but it's just me and Jackson goofing off every two weeks. So thank you for supporting us, but we do appreciate it because every dollar counts. Um, We're out here doing stuff, living our (laughs) lives. Um, If you would like to listen to me talk about movies, uh, a little less regularly than this, but every three weeks, me and my friend Autumn watch all the Jibber movies, uh, and then an airplane, which you can find on the website of normalmapping.com. I think that's everything. So next time we're going to space. We're going to space. To the moon. But, you know, space might sound good.
1: Uh, You know, instead of a normal sign-off, I just want to...
0: Briefly say. It's just stepping on my bit entirely here. I know, I know, I know, but I wanted to point
1: out that we are the only movie podcast on the internet not fucking talking about uh, uncut gems
0: uh and oh yeah uh, uncut <laughs> no, even if i had been interested in uncut gems which i wasn't because i thought the trailer looked boring uh the dis- discussion around uncut gems proclaiming it the greatest movie in the world uh because it's the new scarface which is also a bad movie just <laughs> ripped all enthusiasm and joy from my heart and crushed it in front I
2: of i will me. say Not... one positive thing i yes. saw the trailer i thought the acting looked very
1: good Hmm, I'm sure if I were to watch Uncut Gems, I would have a fine time. The the discussion about it before it is even out or available here uh, has been so hyperbolic that I just can't I just can't look at it until it's like everyone shuts up and like enjoy it as a normal movie and not the greatest masterpiece to ever grace the screen.
0: The thing the thing that happened to me around the discourse of Uncut Gems and The Irishman is I realized that if you want to make an important movie, all you got to do is make it about crime, and people will lose their fucking minds. It doesn't matter what the movie is.
2: Yep. People uh, love morality and they love crime stories. The
0: departed won an Oscar, and that movie sucks shit. So I still haven't seen it. You're not missing anything. Uh if you want one of the best movie pod singular movie podcasts you can ever listen to, listen to let's watch two movies about the departed. Uh it's good. I wish we had that energy, but we will only watch good movies here, so you know, it's hard to That's it's hard to bring do. that kind of energy to the podcasts.
1: Uh, yeah, we don't yeah, it's it's good. They do the job for us all. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, but anyway. that's it. Uh, yeah, Jackson, say something so we can get out of here. Uh, well, don't expect to like them.
1: I hit well, the button,
0: Button's I hit. hit. Button, I had okay, a button good. seven seconds ago. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking talk, Jackson. So shut your goddamn mouth. Wow. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's fucking podcast. Then. <laughs> yeah, let's fight. We'll do it. <laughs> let's fucking do it. I don't Why like it. Why don't you it. give these people your so-called wisdom? <laughs> 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 you have to, you have to
1: check the ball. <laughs>